Hey listeners, Lex on the Decks here. Before you get stuck into this episode of Hot Girls, I wanted to let you know about something else you may be interested in. Though Hot Girls in its podcast format isn't releasing new episodes any longer, if you head over to my Substack, which is lexonthedecks.substack.com, you'll find more interviews and insight on gender minority artists and how to overcome any barriers to entry. You'll also get the opportunity to sign up to my weekly newsletter, Five Good Things. This is an email letter which will land in your inbox on Fridays, sharing five of my favourite cultural or creative discoveries of the week. You'll find all that on lexonthedex.substack.com. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Hot Girls. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, I hope you're well. I'm Lex on the Decks and you're listening to Hot Girls, the show that combines intimate insight into creativity with a deep exploration of the music industry to ask why the gender gap is so extreme in this space. This week, I caught up with singer-songwriter Laveau. Laveau recently released her debut EP, King Vo, featuring the track Oh My with Ricardo Banks. We chat about her journey to this place from being influenced by the music of her family to the creativity of Hackney, writing and recording in LA and filming in Jamaica. Lovely Laveau on the Hot Girls podcast. Let's go! Ladies, gentlemen, listen up. You're listening to Hot Girls. With Lex on the deck. We in the mix. It's fire. Keep it going. We on fire. From London for the world. Let's go in. I want to start with your growing up. She grew up in Hackney. Is that right? Yeah, I was born and raised in Hackney. Born in Homerton Hospital. Like a lot of people Aww. that grew up in Hackney <laughs> were born in Homerton <laughs> Hospital. And um, yeah, and then I just grew up around like um, Stoke Newington. Went to school there. I, I'm literally still here. When I was growing up, there was loads of events to do with like media training and loads of opportunities in terms of people coming into the school and giving us like opportunities if you wanted to be like a presenter or Mm. you wanted to get a gig. So I was lucky enough to be around some great musicians from such a young age. And even I even had an opportunity at one point to like present something for Hackney Weekend just because I was just going college in Hackney, which was cool. Um, I want to ask about like, where music came in for you did you study music at school were you were you like a drama kid like what were you like when you're in school oh my gosh I I honestly ended up doing it all but um I would say I started music when I was really young my dad was in a Mauritian band so that's where uh, my parents originate from Mauritius and he was in this like afro reggae-ish kind of band 
my mum was pregnant touring with him and then I guess I was born and then I just kind of fell into it and then he went to church and I would see him play and then I just fell in love with just the music of gospel and like Mauritian music and oh, like Michael and Aretha Franklin and yeah I just fell into it and they handed me the mic one day in church and I just started singing and everyone was like oh my gosh she should sing more and then I started doing like school plays in primary school my mum put me into like after school club that's kind of how I felt into it, really. Um, and then in school, yeah, I ended up studying music. My dad found um, that Stoke Newington Secondary School was actually the best school at the time for music. Mm-hmm. So he made sure that I got in because he's a, sorry, he's a teacher as well. So he's a music teacher. He did a, uh, he taught there once and he was like, oh my gosh, I want my child to come here and do music. And it actually elevated me because there were so many musicians there and I learned so much. And yeah, they gave me so many opportunities to sing in so many places in Hackney. So yeah, I guess I was, I was the singer of the year in a way. (laughs) In my yearbook, it says most likely to be famous one day for singing. So (laughs) okay. I love that your dad went out there and like supported it from an uh, from like your early stages and was like, I'm going to help. Let's find the right place. Yeah, he still is literally still rooting for me till this day. Honestly, <laughs> my parents are like, oh great, and I, I love them dearly. So yeah, I can't wait till it finally like blows up for me because I feel like they'd be the happiest people in the world because they've seen the growth and they've seen how much I've wanted it from such a young age. Mm. So yeah. It's quite a surreal thing for parents, like watching your journey, isn't it? And like watching your growth, because there's this kind of this pride and emotion through everything. But with a career like music, there's also this probably like fear sometimes for parents because they know how much it means to you. And so they're just like, you know, they want things to go how they should and how, how things are possible. They have a lot of faith, I must say. They have a lot of faith. And also on the side, like, I'll do, like... <laughs> I never even normally mention this, but I do, like, extra work for EastEnders. I've done it for the longest time. I went to musical theatre school, Erdang Academy, for two, three years. And um, along the way, I ended up meeting some people and just, like... In, in the summer, I'd do, like, extra work in, like, movies and stuff. So mm. had some lines and a couple stuff. So I guess that's kind of been my support in a way but um my passion's always been yeah music and I guess I'll get into musical theatre later on in life when theatre's open but yeah music's definitely been my passion yeah I was gonna ask about a musical theatre do you have like a favorite musical or kind of a role that you're like oh that'd be wicked to play I've always wanted to do Chicago Mm. always um I studied drama a level performing arts b-tech in secondary school um I've always wanted to do Chicago I've done dream girls that was cool and yeah what else Lion King would be cool oh there's just I just love all of them to be so fair, even wicked so I, I was wondering because I was looking at your releases so you release did you release your first single in 2016 or did you release anything before that so that was my like official first debut release um, at the time I was signed to Warner. But um, I released a couple stuff before on SoundCloud and did a couple of collabs here and there. But yeah, that was my first first official like out there, out there release like Laveau. Before it was like just releasing on SoundCloud as Estelle Laveau and just putting out music that I'd make. But and then, yeah, that was just, yeah, it was called Deep. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> everyone the, um, loved it it was cool the soundcloud stuff like before that how did you actually create it did you have producers that you knew or did you find people to work with creatively like 
I used to perform everywhere, basically around London, mainly Shoreditch, Camden. That's how I kind of like started meeting like writers, uh, producers. And actually, um, I ended up working with P2J and Ari Pensmith in the beginning when mm-hmm. I first started studio. But they're like doing amazing things now. They've just done like WizKids album, Doja Cat. The list goes on. They're doing incredible things. But yeah, that's who I started with. And then along the way, like I met different producers. And yeah, I met um, Lock. His name at the his producer name at the time was Long Live the Plug, but his name now is Ebenezer. So he's like an artist and producer now. So he's doing amazing things too. I know. His and name. Um, yeah. Yeah, Ebenezer. Yeah, so we would just like collab and and work. So I had like just, I was just really finding my sound, trying to like build an EP, basically a small EP to put out. But there was one time that me and Ebenezer made um, this song called Pictures and I just felt like I just want to put it out. So we literally didn't have no expectations, just put it out and it it did well. It It did numbers and then long story short, Sony wanted to sign me and put me into like a little band situation like Black Eyed Peas. A black IP situation, I would have been like the Fergie. And then that didn't really work out for me. But that's when I met my manager, JQ, and he was like, you need to be solo. And then we kind of just decided to just go LA um, and work. And then we ended up just putting Deep out. And then a deal came from that, but then it just didn't work out. Since then, I've just kind of been, yeah, putting my two pence here and there in different sounds and trying to find out, you know, who I am as Laveau and... Mm you know, what I want to represent. And I wouldn't say it took a while, but I would say it's crazy. The journey that I've been through in the music industry, just for like growing up, I'm so confident in who I am right now as a woman. And it's, it's a really nice feeling to know, like you can go in the studio and you know exactly what you want to say, how you, you want it to sound. And I think that's only because of you know, the journey of living in LA, living in Atlanta, going to Kosovo to work with different producers and just like finding your feet really. Mm. So yeah, it's definitely been a journey. Yeah. How did you find LA? Did you, were you like, love it or not really? Like, I love Different it. reactions to LA. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I thought everyone would just love it. I, <laughs> I had the best time there. It's crazy. I feel like I, re- I grew up really fast over there because, you know, I was living on my own. And luckily, I I would class myself as an outgoing person. So I'd like go places by myself. Please, if you're young and you're 20, don't do that. But at the time, I was just living on Melrose um, and just like, I'll just go out and meet people and network. And it's crazy. I was just so like... I don't know how to explain it, but I felt so confident and like, this is my moment. And there was like this little fire inside me, like, this is my moment. I'm going to work with anyone that I can find and just, you know. And yeah, that's that. I, I actually really loved it because there were so mm-hmm. many events. There was so many cool people. And yeah, what a time to be alive. I think that's so cool. Like you needed to build those relationships and build that network and you just went out and did it. Like, I think I would have been nervous to do that to 20 I think that's amazing. Do you know what's crazy? I feel like I'm more nervous to do that now than I was. I When I think about, I can't even believe that's me. I feel like as I've gotten older, I'm a little bit, I wouldn't say I'm reserved, but I'm a little bit more weary at the time. I wouldn't say I was vigilant enough in mm. terms of, I was obviously safe, but I just wouldn't. I don't think I'd advise for anyone to just go out alone. But I'm saying like in the time that I was, you know, I wouldn't feel no way to just, go somewhere and just meet but I guess that's how people are actually when they backpack as well yeah do you know what I mean when they backpack alone so yeah 
I guess you never know how you're going to react until you're in that situation. So yeah, when I went to LA, I was just like, I think I was just so excited and you'd randomly bump into like celebrities, people that you've, you listen to or that you look up to. And it was just like this whole excitement. So I'd definitely go back. I haven't been for two years, but I'd definitely, definitely go back. And you said like you you had that release with Warner and then kind of coming out of that, it feels like that's been a really good part of your journey because it's given you the space and the time to like develop as an artist and stuff. But was that was that hard, like going from having a release or having that moment of kind of like excitement and big video and release and then being like, okay, now I need to go back to London or do things a bit differently? I would say it was hard when I had to come back to London when it didn't work out. But at the time when it wasn't working out while I was there, I was still like working with people and collaborating. And, you know, I felt like I built a little LA family, you know, with my manager and the people that he was also managing over there at the time. So I think it didn't hit me until I came back and I was like, okay, so what now? That's when I had a little bit of a down moment where I was like, okay, well, what's your plans? How are you going to get there? What's the next move? Do you want to get signed again to a major? Do you not want to get signed? Do you want to be independent? Like right now I'm in an independent situation. So it was just like, I think that's when life just hit me all of a sudden and gave me a reality check. And that's when I was like, okay, um, it's time to start grinding again and finding your feet. So yeah. It yeah. definitely, there definitely was a, a down moment to that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it's all good. It's all part of the journey and learning and growing up. I'm still growing, I feel. <laughs> yeah. Still learning. I, t- I totally think, I think there's loads of benefits to that as well. You, you you had like exciting experiences, but as you say, then you've got this kind of like space to then learn and grow and develop as an artist and kind of re-tap into where you want to go musically. Because while there are benefits, obviously signing and kind of big label involvement early, there are also restrictions and like personal challenges I think yeah you can face. yeah and I think at the time you don't realize it until you mm. are forced to kind of like sit back and evaluate and say okay so what's the positive outcome in this because when bad things are happening or not necessarily bad things but things aren't going your way you're not really thinking outside the box you're just really in it and until you take yourself out of it and and look look in you're like, okay, this is actually beneficial to you right now. Mm. But yeah, when you're just young and you're like 21, 22, you're just like, oh no, my life is ruined. <laughs> it's just a whole like, I, I call it like an X factor moment of when you don't get through to the next round. That's what yeah. it probably feels. <laughs> that's that's the best way I can describe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you came back to London, did you kind of just tap back into a London network and start creating again? Or did you take a moment to just like step away from music? Um, I think I was always creating. I would just, I just reconnected with with people who I was working with before. And then um, I'd just get in when I could and yeah, just start working really. And it's funny because one of them songs that I created back then is actually on the EP that's coming out in a couple of weeks. So it still fit in somehow. Yeah, so it's cool. It's been cool. I think it will find its, its way out in the world when it's meant to be out. I feel like as I've got older, I've got, better at like trusting in the kind of greater process and being like okay yeah if something doesn't quite work out you're like okay that's interesting like what does that mean for what what comes next rather than it being like that the fact it didn't means anything like it's not destructive you know it can be better for you exactly exactly I feel the same I feel the same I feel yeah it's all about trusting the process because like I said before when you're in it oh my gosh it feels like a big fog that you can't like yeah wipe away 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm happy. I'm really happy that I went through all of that. And, you know, I've, I feel, yeah, I'm in a good space. How have you found the past year? Because I, I feel like I've gained a lot from the past year, but I know that probably sounds like an awful thing to say because loads of people had really challenging times. Yeah. But I feel like I've been able to soak benefits from it creatively, from being able to just like have the space to actually just work and think. And musically, I've been listening to loads of different sounds and all that kind of thing that I wouldn't have had mm-hmm. I been like continuing my life. Um, and because your EP is obviously, you know, coming out, really just over a year since we actually first went to lockdown I was wondering mm-hmm. if if that creative process was connected to the year we've just had in any way yeah in the beginning it was quite hard because I had already been on bed rest because my appendix basically burst so oh. six <laughs> I know it was crazy I know so Ow. random so I know so um February that happened and then I was already on like four weeks bed rest and then all of a sudden uh, we had to like stay in our houses so I was just like I was getting ready to just go out again and just you know start work find my feet <laughs> And then, so in the beginning, it was quite hard. And then, yeah, I just was like, actually, let me just start recording myself. So I borrowed the mic, a mic from the studio for a couple of weeks. And then I ended up creating on my guitar and I made a song called In This Room. And then I just put that out. And yeah, I, I felt like I gained a lot as well, but m- not so much like in terms of my career, more more like believing in what I can actually do when it comes to doing things by myself, like not having to rely on anyone and or wait for things. It's kind of like, okay, like even small things like DIY, you don't need to get a handy one to come and do it. You just, you know, fight so and do yourself. So in terms of... <laughs> But do you know what's crazy? When you have no choice but to do it, you'll find a way. It's crazy. Yeah, I feel like I gained a lot. I got. I, I would say I'm more spiritual as well. I'd meditate a lot more. Um, I was, I'm not working out right now, but I really got into this habit of like a whole routine of like working out and journaling and meditating. And mm. yeah, it was, it was nice. It was nice to like chill for a second, create my own day. And yeah. I got into TikTok a lot. I loved it. Did you? <laughs> yes. I, I don't know if you're finding this, but I'm feeling like I'm having to learn how to dress myself again. Like coming out of lockdown, I'm just like open my wardrobe and I'm yep. like, how does this work? <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean. I actually know what you mean. Oh my gosh, yeah. I, I was saying the other day, I need to like revamp my wardrobe and sort it out because there's just a lot of stuff in there that I just won't wear anymore. I feel like yeah. my style's completely changed. Maybe we just need to make a new mood board of our next like... I was going to ask, I was like, yeah. are you a mood board person? Will you be like, what's my look for 2021? Oh, I love mood boards. I do it all the time on, um, but I do it on an app called Preview. So I just like put different looks together and then I'll just like put it all together. It kind of would look like an Instagram feed, but really it's just my mood board. And then I'll just screenshot it, print it out. And then, yeah, that's my look. If I like a jacket. Yeah, honestly, I went through a whole, a massive Zara phase. (laughs) Do you do do like vision boards as well? Oh yeah, I do. Actually, I haven't done one in a while, but I did one for last year the beginning of last year and then I just thought I know this is really bad but I just thought okay last year's one didn't work out so let's just see how it goes if I just do things day to day and write lists 
of small things to accomplish during the day because yeah <laughs> the last vision board I did was 20 January 2020 <laughs> I didn't do one for this year <laughs> yeah I don't know I, I just forgot I don't know what happened there <laughs> it used nope. to be something fun I, maybe I'll do one today do you know I'll just do one today or order I normally order like a big A3 board and just stick loads of different things on maybe I can put that up there instead of the picture of the yeah um, the Marvel Disney thing <laughs> but then like people when people come around they'll be like oh wow and you'll be like oh wait no that's my you're not allowed to see that until it's reality <laughs> I mean, right that's the thing yeah that's the thing or maybe I'll do a, a scrapbook a vision mm. scrapbook or something yeah. yeah or do you know what my friend um recently told me that when she wants something she just says it out loud in the shower so I might start mm. doing that that's nice <laughs> like the same thing yeah although I might just do that I guess you'd get you'd be like well, well you get a lot of water in your mouth just thinking of the practical yeah um, I like that though. I heard I heard Alicia Keys being interviewed by someone once and she said that she'd been saying like, oh, this always happens to me or da da da. And the person she was working with, I think it was like someone that she writes with or something, said like, why are you saying that? Why are you saying, like, why are you creating a victim or like attracting that? She was like, oh, you're so right. So she was like, now I just never say things that I just don't want to believe kind of thing. Oh, wow. And I'm like, well, I had to get better at that because I, I feel like growing up, I just used to downplay, like, just singing or, you know, like, when someone would say, oh, my gosh, and even sometimes I do it now, Some if if someone would hear me sing and be like, oh, you're so amazing, keep up. The, and I'm like, oh, no, I could do better. But instead, like, I think it's good to just accept the compliment and just say mm. thank you and just take it in because even if you know if you sang, like, a wrong note or something and you, you forget about all the other great stuff you've done. So that's actually really good to just... Yeah, it's good practice. I think a lot of us, we all do it, to be fair. We'll mm. always look at the bad and be like, oh, you know, beat ourselves up about that one mistake we did. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I know. think yeah. sometimes I think I worry that if I don't call something out, people are going to think that, like, I haven't noticed it or that I think something, which is which is bad and stupid. But so I, I try and almost, I think I sort of subconsciously am like, I'll be the first person to criticise myself. You know yeah, I mean? no, I'm the same. <laughs> I'm the same. I'll be like, I'm going to call this out before you even tell yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't wait to perform again, though. I do miss it. Are you starting to look to that or are you just going to kind of wait and like get the EP out and, and just focus on, you know, kind of radio and, and various other things and then start looking at performing? I think if a gig comes about, I'm definitely going to take it, but I'm not sure what's open at the moment. Or I think festivals are coming about, actually. I've got some requests about, like, festivals and stuff, if I'd like to do it, which I hands down would. But right now, like, this week and next week, I've just got live sessions, like, on, like, Instagram and then pre-recorded live sessions I think there's like a tentative slow comeback to live where it's like is, is stuff gonna happen but hopefully it will and it will be exciting I think it'll be really nice for you to to perform all this material that you've worked on and that you're kind of putting out at this stage yeah oh my is obviously the single that so you released that head of the EP what was it what was the decision making around the timing for that release 
it was, I don't know, it just felt right to put out first. Mm. We kept like listening to every single song and then we thought, you know what, let's just put Oh My out first because it just, first of all, I'm speaking French in it and it was like, it felt like a better introduction. Like, oh, this is the new Laveau kind of situation. It's like I'm speaking a bit of French, Ricardo's on it, who mm. I like love working with. And um, yeah, it was a bit of like a fun track to just put out. So I was like, okay, I guess this is, in a way the best way to just open up the EP in a way yeah so yeah it just felt like a vibe when we was like mm. listening to it in the studio again we was like okay yeah this one's first for sure but mm. we really couldn't decide because I just love all of it I vibe to all of it so yeah. I hope you guys all love it can I just say this is my first podcast ever is it yeah <laughs> <laughs> I need to pop champagne. I just realized oh I was like, wait, God. I've never done a podcast before. <laughs> Yay. I know. Um, this is great. It's interesting. Like, we started the podcast, obviously, as I said, like just over a year ago. And then obviously the pandemic happened. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, podcasts are really picking up. And they've been picking up for quite a while, just in terms of popularity and being a part of people's lives. But I think they will keep growing. I think they'll be, because I think there's, as, as a medium, it's like, A, people love on demand. And while radio is brilliant, like a lot of people of our generation don't really, they're not in cars or they're not in spaces where you would necessarily mm. listen to radio. Pick the area that you're particularly interested in and find essentially just a stream of, of that to listen to yeah yeah I got really into podcasts like last year actually really into it it was just especially Oprah and Jay Shetty that was like I I just listened to like uplifting Mm. uplifting podcasts it's really and I love you your podcast too it's amazing Ah, I love it (laughs) I love it um when I got told when I got told I was gonna be on I was like yes I know exactly what (laughs) podcast you're talking about I want to be on it (laughs) can't wait but yeah it's my first one so yeah I'm really thankful that you and how are you enjoying the experience it is literally I can I I picture it picture it I I feel like I'm at a girl sleepover if that's, yeah. that's the best way to describe it yeah like a cool like yeah it's like a breath of fresh air or like drinks in the park or something that's what it feels mm. like like just a yeah. normal conversation and it's yeah. nice yeah because I feel like nice. I haven't socialized in a while so this is the closest that um I'm kind of getting right now <laughs> to socializing meeting new people it's nice it is so funny. It's been like over the past year, generally when I was speaking to people, you know, in your normal conversations with like, say your family or your friends, or whatever, through the past year, it's been like, I haven't really had very much to say because it's like, what have you been up to? When you talk about those kind of things, it's like, well, you know, just sort of like working and sleeping. <laughs> I don't, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> and, then, and then I, and then I do like hot girls conversations and like go so kind of cover so much ground with people but in different ways depending on people's kind of different journeys and like their different stories so I'm like I have these I've had these like really beautiful deep interesting conversations about music and about creativity and about people's journeys and it's been really nice in that sense like through the past year which has been weird and in general where conversations haven't been as I don't know interesting or as consistent as they would have been yeah this has been a space where they've been where they've had that Mm. And it's nice. It's so needed to even just have a conversation and just to remind yourself of your your past and your journey. I feel like I haven't spoken about my journey or how I got here in a very, very long time. I don't even think I even really speak about it, to be fair. It's just kind of like you get on with it. So it's nice to like 
it's a it's a little reminder of you know how far you've come because in the moment sometimes you you you're just on the go I think it's like the whole city girl lifestyle I guess if you want to call it yeah. that the, you're just always on the go and you don't have a moment to just kind of just be still for a second and just really take in what you've been through so that's why I'm really enjoying this process as mm. well because it's like oh I have actually been doing this for a while and now I'm here on yeah. Hot Girls podcast and it's great yeah <laughs> this is nice yeah. And you go, yeah, and yeah, you don't have that much time where you actually just kind of sit back and reflect and think about all of the steps that you've taken to get to exactly where you have and like what that, how those piece together. How did you link up with Ricardo? Do you know each other for a while? So we've actually just met online and my manager actually has worked with him before. So I've like seen his stuff online, but I have, I've been following him for ages and I was just a fan because I just love mm. Afrobeats. Um, and he released a song called Rora, like, I think it was two years ago and nearly two years ago. And um, I was just like, oh, I wish I could do this remix. Like I would love to... Uh, I would love to jump on it. And um, I was just like, I just messaged him. Like, I was like, I love it. It would be cool if I could have done it. But that's just wishful thinking. And he was like, oh, like, why don't you just send it over? And I kind of just did it and he put it out. And then that's how we just, he was like, oh, that that verse was sick. And he just Mm -hmm. put it out as a remix. And yeah, it, it was cool. And then that's how I was like, definitely if I have another song I was like I definitely need him on it and when I made Oh My I was like oh he needs to be on it I need him to be on this song this is perfect so I literally just sent it to his email I was like do you like it and like an hour later he just came back with a verse because he was in the studio already I was like perfect I'm putting this out this has to go on my EP I know I know it's crazy Sometimes I get so scared to message people, but and then I thought, what's what's the worst that's going to happen? A no, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. you know, Actually. just and a then message on from a no because like whatever. There's loads of other people out there. <laughs> you know, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fine. You'll ask me for a verse one day. It's fine. Yeah, so no. I'll come back to you. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll come back to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, but yeah, you can't take things like that to heart because um, it no. happens. Definitely. It happens, and it's also Everything. at the time it might not your artistry might not necessarily suit what they're putting out as well that's another thing yeah that's another thing like uh, you might be two different genres or they're going down a whole different route and it just might not be you know but it will happen eventually should always always believe it's going to happen if it's not this album it's the next you'll always get that feature (laughs) yeah I completely agree. And you just have to like keep moving forward and developing your sound. And then when it's the right time. Yeah, exactly. The right exactly. And I watched this interview of Rihanna years ago when she just started. And she was like, oh, I'd love to work with Kanye and Jay-Z one day. And I just feel like she put that out there and it happened. Mm. So you never know. Mm. Like, just put it out there. Even asking someone, it's like, oh, they've found out who you are now even if they didn't know who you were before they know who you are now they've read it you never know yeah yeah exactly so if you guys want to message drake just go ahead and do it just do it (laughs) even if he doesn't (laughs) even if he doesn't see it (laughs) as part of the show we look at some of the great kind of iconic artists of of all time who have inspired lots of people who are some of the people i'm sure you get asked this question all the time but that have really moved you and inspired you as an artist I feel like I change my answer all the time because I listen to so many artists Mm. 
it's same. <laughs> I changed my art. There's just so many incredible artists mm. out there, especially females that are doing their thing. And it's like, it could be the tiniest line that will just inspire me to just mm-hmm. write a song or, you know, go out there and strut down the road. Like I'm literally Naomi Campbell. So mm. I would say the main three growing up was definitely, I would say Beyonce, but Destiny's Child. Beyonce is someone that I've always looked up to and her fierceness, her sassiness, the fact that she doesn't compromise anything that she does you know, she she goes for what she wants and she gets it and she works hard. She's definitely someone that I've always looked up to. Just works. She's incredible, as well as her voice and everything else. But yeah, it's just, I love her and what she stands for. Oh, there's so many. Yeah, her approach is definitely uh, that balance of like both self-belief, but just complete focus and commitment to yeah. delivering at the absolute best in and I think her her perfectionism is just so admirable that's that's one thing that I've always looked up up to I would say Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey I used to listen to them all the time I think what it was about Whitney is that she was so sure of herself and same thing she doesn't I feel like all three of them artists they just don't compromise and they they literally go for it and they're so confident and they're so sure of themselves and what they bring to the table and they're so powerful in their their own right. Growing up uh, in the 90s, I always used to like, I'm saying growing up in the 90s, I grew up in the in like the early 2000s. <laughs> I was born in the 90s, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's funny how we like attach to a like, a decade though isn't it I know what you mean but the noughties I can't think I think of the the things that happen in the noughties I think of being as 90s things but they weren't I don't yeah. know why I do that like there's loads of artists and music and stuff when I look at the dates it was released it'll be like 2007 or 8 right mind, it was like from the 90s but my mind yeah no I do that all the time I'm so happy that I'm not the only one because yeah there's just even even Alicia Keys like growing up listening to her her and Eve and Gwen Stefani and Fergie and Black Eyed Peas and um even like Aaliyah because my cousins all used to like play Aaliyah it still lives on till this day I love Aaliyah yeah just what everyone Missy Elliott oh my gosh Christina Aguilera Mm. what everyone represented is just be who you are, be confident and yeah, never compromise what you mm. love to do. Just go for it. So there's so many artists out there that I just, I'm constantly inspired by. Even in the UK, Miss Banks, funny thing, I actually worked with her in Topshop years ago. Really? When I look at her, yeah, years no ago. She actually way. came up to me. She's like, you're that singer. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're that rapper. I was like, oh my gosh, she came up to me. <laughs> but um, years ago when we were just starting out, I think we were like, like 18 19 and um yeah I just always used to look at her and think wow like you're so confident you're gonna you're so talented you're definitely gonna reach heights Mm. so yeah constantly I'm always I'm so happy as well that females are starting to dominate as well in the UK and it's nice to see it has been 
a long time coming, I think, to have the number of women that we have, like, particularly in rap. I feel mm. like like rap in the UK has been really off balance, like even worse than in the States. It's just there just haven't been there have been women who have like popped up and exploded, but there just hasn't been like the volume that there needed to be. And now it feels yeah. like there's like this real and I guess you do have to give credit to people like Miss Banks and Steph London, even though she also did a lot mm-hmm. of singing, just because they kind of they were big and so they kind of created the space, you know, for then yeah. other women to come through. And they supported each other and worked with each other and also I think that that helps, you know, it like helps the scene. It helps get the right music out there. I can't believe Miss Banks is twenty six. I saw her share something on Instagram the other day. I, know, and I yeah. was like, What? Yeah. You're such an overachiever. <laughs> I know, I know, literally literally she's done so well I guess you never know when your time is though really just whatever age it is when it's your time it's your time yeah completely yeah I'm so proud of her one of the things as I've got older and obviously it suits me to have this opinion but as I've got older I've started to think that it's a really beautiful thing if things come like a little bit further down the line I think like a lot of obviously for the series like research so many artists and their careers and I think a lot of people who have success when they're really young some people deal with it well and they have a good time of it but a lot it just seems to get really like it's really hard because you can't really maintain it's hard to maintain a level so say you do really really well at kind of like 18 19 but then by 25 Mm. sometimes you're like past it in people's eyes yeah and that's a really strange hard thing I think to deal with so I'm 28 so I feel like over the past probably five years I've Mm. changed so much and like really come to understand myself and not love I don't know love myself I suppose love myself but really like know who I am and Mm -hmm. who I want to be in the world and what I want to do with my time yeah and and there's a confidence in that that I just wouldn't have had when I was younger so I so I now think there's something really special about that kind of slightly slower but like continued growth and kind of getting things later some people are ready for it earlier like someone like an Aaliyah who yeah she was so ready for everything that happened to her and she was like 15 yeah I don't know if you feel the same way but I definitely feel like there's something really beautiful about feeling like you're on like a a proper journey that that goes kind of up and across you know I didn't go ahead with a lot of the the whole getting signed from young and you know going down that route because I've learned so much and like you said I don't think I would have been able to to handle it as much as I can now. Like, I feel like I I can organise my time myself and, you know, I know what I want to do and who I am. And, you know, it's just when you're when you're 16, don't get me wrong, there's so many 15, 16-year-olds that are so sure of their artistry and they know what they want in that moment. But I feel like for me, it's nice to, to go back in with this first single and this EP is like, okay, this is Laveau and, mm. you know... And it'll be nice to see where it elevates to from here as like yeah. a new like beginning, I would say, to my career. Do you have a bucket list of things that you want to achieve? <laughs> There's so many. Um, in terms of my career, I'd love to have like an album go platinum for sure. And I know this is crazy to say but I'd love to win an award for my one of my music videos I've always like used to watch that on MTV the VMAs I used to and, love um, the VMAs I'm, that was like the yeah, best of all the awards yeah, yeah literally I loved it and I'm so like hands-on with you know my visuals and what I want and what I want to create I have like a little book of like ideas I'm just so into that that I would love to like be recognized for my work one day and hopefully direct some stuff in the future but for now yeah um 
Short-term goals, I would say, yeah, I'd love, I would love a future album to go like platinum and I'd love to win like a Brit Awards as well because I grew up watching that. Mm. Um, and yeah, just collab with some cool people and just have a blast, really. But I guess right now it's kind of like take each day as it comes because mm. I feel like I have so many goals that I just feel like, okay, now you have a goal. How realistic is it for you to get in? What are the steps you have to take to get there? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm such a dreamer sometimes. I could just be like, oh, I want this. And then you just, you're like, okay, how do you get there? Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. I think it's really important to like fill in those gaps to be like, okay, this is what I want to get. But what does it actually look like on a very like minute scale? Like what does it every day look like to take to get to? Yeah. Another another goal of mine would be a bucket list to do, things to do would be to um, open up like a music school in Mauritius. I would love to do that. There's not many opportunities to do things like arts and like dance and acting and stuff. So I would love if I could in some way like start something small and then expand it. Oh, I would love that. I would love that. Mm. Normally over there, it's like there's only much, there's only necessarily for music. I've never been to Mauritius and it's one of those places I'm like, oh, I'd love to go. How would you describe it? What is it like? Is it just paradise? Oh, I love it. Mauritius is, oh, it's just home. It's... It's so, yeah, that's, yeah, it's paradise. And I just feel like every time I think of Mauritius, I just think of my family and my grandma and it just puts a smile on my face. But you guys would definitely, yeah, you you would love it. Mm. You'd love it. It's, it's, I would say, the thing is with Mauritius, a lot of people go there for their honeymoons, but there's so many things to do. Like you could definitely go there on a girl's holiday. Yeah, there's so many cool things that you could do and it's not expensive at all you could just go have fun with your girls do hikes visit visit sites go to different the thing is there's a beach everywhere you go because it's like an island just like the tiniest island and the whole ocean just surrounds it so wherever you end up in Mauritius you're gonna have a beach there so it's nice (laughs) it sounds yeah you should definitely go yeah I I love it I've just booked my first like holiday for the year, which is Ooh. I'm so excited. Where are you going? Going to Ibiza just for a yes. few days. But yeah, I was Ooh. like So well I've booked to go in like a month, so hopefully I can go. We'll see. Oh are there any like festivals or is it just literally just party? I just want to go out to like speak, like connect with music people over there really and just like enjoy the sunshine, do some work, get inspired. And yeah, just see people. So it's kind of like... Oh, amazing. You should vlog it. Combination of those things. Um, Yeah. So yeah, that's the plan. That's amazing. Uh, I went to Ibiza and I had the best time when I went like years ago. (laughs) It's such a beautiful place. I do do think it is not overrated. Okay, final kind of question I have for you is... This series, we kind of, we want to look forward to the industry because we're coming out of just such a strange time and we want to think, by the way, the lighting on you is beautiful. Oh, <laughs> this the sun. I told you this window. This is why I don't <laughs> yeah. have curtains. <laughs> In my room. Oh, golden. Thank you. Obviously people <laughs> listening can't see you, but Laveau just has this like literal like golden strip of light that's just appeared on her. It's literally, yeah, through my assist, <laughs> peeking through the window, literally. I love the way you say Laveau. Oh, I love Aww. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you ever want to use me, I was like, what is it called? Like your ad lib? Just nice. let me know. <laughs> 
Yeah, I got you. Yeah, please. <laughs> you can come down to the studio. Yeah, literally. Just pop in to say that. <laughs> yeah, just to, just to say that. <laughs> but yeah, so we want to look forward to what the industry can look like in the future. You know, it's like an opportunity to rebuild and recreate. So I was wondering if there are things from, you know, because you've been in the industry for quite a long time now, what are some of the things that you would maybe change about the industry if you could or what, what would looking back in a really positive way look like, do you think? Um, you mean for the future, the future yeah. industry coming or just, it's crazy because what I was about to say is kind of already happening, but I was going to say a lot more female um, CEOs and female producers. Mm. I would love to see more like executives um, because a lot of the, you know, the industry is run by the top people, I would say, the CEOs of like the major labels and stuff are all like, obviously like male which is great, um, but it would be nice to just, you know, see some women up there, female bosses owning, like, record labels and, you know, calling the shots. But, you know, it's, it's slowly changing and happening anyway, so that's what I would love to see. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, I agree that it's like you can sort of see the signs of change, but change always just takes a really long time to actually, like, manifest, doesn't it? And like, really yeah, it does, it does. And I would just love to see more, like people coming together for different charity events I know it's happened before like years ago where like singers come together and create music to put out there for like a charity or something but I haven't seen it in a while it'd be nice to have like loads of different female artists from the UK come together and you know donate to like a a charity or create their own charity and yeah, just make a make a song and and put it out yeah. on the radio and whatever whatever's donated from there from whatever is made from the song. Sorry, can go to the charity. So that would be cool to do as well. That is such a good idea. That would be amazing. <laughs> It'll be so cool. Yeah. Even if it was like each person sang fifteen minutes of a line, like it's just something fun to do and connect. You know. Yeah. It'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to get, you get like a rare musical output when you have that as well, when you bring different artists together from, you know, maybe similar genres, but different spaces and they've all got their own different, different sounds. spaces. By the time this goes out, your EP will be out and live and in the world. Oh my so, God. <laughs> where, can people, where can people stream it and where can people follow you on the socials and stuff if they're listening and they've just kind of been introduced to you through this conversation? So the EP King Vo can be listened to on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Deezer, all all them platforms, YouTube. And all you have to do is go to my Instagram or Twitter and just click in the bio and it will lead you to, you know, the EP. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And your your handles on Twitter and Instagram? I am Lavo, so it's I-A-M-L-A-V-A-U-D. Have you released? Have you uh, filmed videos for the sing- for the songs on the EP? Or yeah, so we filmed uh, when we was in Jamaica. So I didn't even mention, but um, we ended up go- going to Jamaica for like a week, but being st- stuck there because British Airways didn't let us come back because of the whole lockdown uh, last yeah. December. So we had time to shoot videos for my EP. So you know, we did it, and we <laughs> basically done three videos. So Oh My was one of them, King Vo and Fast Lane. So yeah. So that's out the way. Okay, well that's (laughs) done. Well, I'm excited to see. Yeah, that's done now. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. Let me know what you think as well. 
obviously reason I do this podcast and other stuff, but I just like love music and visual. I always feel like you're saying about the videos. I love the whole visual world. I love that side of it. Yeah, uh, I love it. It's, it's a different, a nice it's a different process. world for sure. There's a different reality. It's crazy because when I'm in the studio, it's it's like when I hear the music, I'm already picturing the video while I'm mm. making, like writing lyrics. I've, I'm always like, like, it's like my head goes mad and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can see this visual and it's just like the song's not even made yet so it's nice to yeah I'm such a visualist is that even a word that is a word right I don't know if it's well, technically I... a word but it makes sense you know oh wait I need to quickly um just google this yep visualist is a word <laughs> okay it's a word it says a person with a strong <laughs> visual sense there you go there you go that's what you are <laughs> Guys, she's a visualist. Laveau, look her up. <laughs> um, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us and with everyone listening. It's been very lovely. Thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed my time. This has been a great, great day because of it's it, honestly. Wonderful. And the sun as well shining through my window. This has been and great. The sun. <laughs> yeah. And thank you guys for listening. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. We keep our eyes on the prize, it ain't no surprise, good women we're destined to rise. Inspiring, celebrating, uplifting the new generation. Some hot girls, you know the vibe. All the hot girls come alive. Some hot girls, you know the vibe. All my hot girls come alive. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.